The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, hello, it's Thursday. A throwback Thursday, of course. Every Thursday is a throwback Thursday, and we should look back and pull up a lesson from the past. Doc Thompson invited me to join him this morning, which I do pretty much every Thursday. And uh, Doc Doc asked me to explain how I got into this business because we were talking about people loving what they do. And they do love what I do. And first of all, if at any point during this conversation today you want to be a part of what's going on here, you need to give us a call. 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. The phones are engaged. They're open if you want to talk about what's going on because I, I have heard many different things being uh, offered in the last 24 hours, including the president should not go on his trip. I disagree completely, but if you think he should stay home and skip his trip to the Middle East and Italy, uh, Europe, he's going to go to Sicily, Belgium, he's going to meet with the EU leaders, as well as the uh, crown prince and the king of Saudi Arabia, So and the Pope, let's not forget the Pope, but if you think he should skip it, you can weigh in. I do have a vital question coming up that I'd like to share with you. Some weird stories today. And if you just want to weigh in via the Twitter, at StuntBrain on Twitter, it's been active all morning long. Yesterday's, yesterday's question about whether or not you are, um, you are supporting the president and, and continuing to support the president showed us, you know, well, in terms of impeachment, that... Only 28% of you saw that the the statement by Comey, if it was to kill the Flynn probe, would be an impeachable. 53% said, no, that's not impeachable. And 19% said, you're not sure, which is a high not sure. So we'll get to some of those topics today. It would be wrong to start the show without making note of two major events that happened just today. Um... Glenn Beck spent considerable time talking about uh, 
the death of Roger Ailes, which happened apparently within the last 24 hours. I'm, I'm not sure exactly when Roger Ailes passed. He was 77 years old, certainly had a major effect on news, a major effect on how news is delivered, how it is packaged, uh, how, how, we, how we can attach to a channel that provides both opinion and news. I never worked for Roger Ailes. I never met Roger Ailes. So I don't have any comment about Roger Ailes other than what we've seen in the papers. Ultimately, sadly, the reality is gravity killed Roger Ailes. He fell. That was the report I had just seen earlier. He fell and then went into a coma. And that's so often what happens in people of an advanced age. Gravity gets even with all of us. So uh, to, the, to the Ailes family, I hope... I hope you find comfort. I hope your faith, if you have faith, supports you. Nobody wants to see the head of a family taken away. Uh, again, I didn't, I didn't know Roger Ailes. I never worked for Roger Ailes. The division of Fox that I worked for was the entertainment division, the network, not the news channel. And there was, uh, and he was just 77, not exactly an advanced age, but, you know, Roger Ailes never looked like a guy who was out running marathons. He was always a guy in a suit and looked a little bigger than everybody else, but that's, you know, some of those people lived to be 110 years old, too. And the, one of the great fathers of distance running and running as a hobby in America, Jim Fix dropped dead, and he was in, looked like he was in great shape, skinny guy who went running all the time. So if you remember that, um, the, um, the other story that kind of hit me by surprise today was the story out of Detroit. And um, it was the story of the, the loss of a, a figure in the, the rock music scene. Not sure if you knew him, but if you heard the song Black Hole Sun, you might recognize. No? Thought we were going to play a little bit of Black Hole Sun right there. There it is. It's not exactly the country music or folk music you hear played on some of the Blaze channels. It was pretty, pretty loud and and i thought it was pretty powerful but black hole sun was probably the most recognizable song from soundgarden and uh chris cornell the lead singer the front man of soundgarden and audio slave passed away found uh dead in his hotel bathroom in detroit and there are swirling stories as to what killed chris cornell he was just 52 we didn't hear anything about any any disease in his life. So if it's, if it is, according to some of the early reports of suicide, what a tragedy, what an absolute tragedy. So I'm sorry for the Cornell family and all the fans of their music. I happen to be a fan. Uh, so two, and if you believe that things happen in threes in, in the deaths in famous people, then keep your eyes out because we've had two in one day. Uh, Chris Cornell, Soundgarden and Audio Slave, and Roger Ailes, the founder, I guess, the guy that created the Fox News Channel. Uh, that that stunned a lot of us this morning as I was on the phone to Doc Thompson, 
uh, between 8.30 and 9 o'clock, which I pretty much do every, every Thursday. And we talk about different things in the world of news and entertainment. Now, the big news of, the t- of today, the phrase that pays today, apparently, is witch hunt. Witch hunt. If you said witch hunt was the phrase that pays, then you are a big winner. Donald Trump had the, uh, the phrase witch hunt inside a tweet he posted this morning. Did you happen to catch it? Uh, Trump had not tweeted in quite a while. As a matter of fact... Uh, there seemed to be almost a 24-hour period where we didn't have a Donald Trump tweet. And there was speculation that someone had taken the president's phone away from him, whatever. Maybe he was just busy. Maybe he was just tired. But the president didn't really have much to say from uh, right after the, the, the White House bathed in blue in honor of peace officers Memorial Day and police week. That was uh, on the 15th. He really didn't say anything until yesterday when he retweeted a White House tweet announcing the fact that he was going to be at the Coast Guard Academy delivering the commencement address. And he was pretty quiet. That was on the official White House account, the official White House Twitter account. But then if you went over to the the other one, because he's got two, he's got the real Donald Trump and the POTUS account. Over on the real Donald Trump account, uh, the president had tweeted out a couple of a couple of images from uh, both his meeting with President Erdogan of Turkey and then a couple of pieces from the graduation at the Coast Guard Academy. And then nothing for like 20 hours. And then this morning, just four hours ago. Just after 8 o'clock this morning, Donald J. Trump, at real Donald Trump, tweeted, This is the single greatest witch hunt of a politician in American history, followed immediately by, with all of the illegal acts that took place in the Clinton campaign and Obama administration, there was never a special counsel appointed. Of course, he's referring to Robert Mueller, former FBI director, the guy who held the position of FBI director longer than anybody except J. Edgar Hoover. But Mueller being appointed the special counsel, the president's not happy about it, called it a witch hunt. Is it a witch hunt? Is it a witch hunt? I wonder if, who said it first? Did Donald Trump say it first or did Dana Lash say it first? Dana was on Fox this morning I believe on Fox and Friends when she said this. How can you have any sort of prosecution when there's no crime? We don't even have any evidence of a crime. I want to remind everyone that the president is not under a criminal investigation. There is a massive difference between a counterintelligence investigation and a criminal investigation. And it seems that some of our brethren in the media would do well to remember that that difference, Bill, because they're conflating it on purpose. They would love nothing more than to impeach this president on absolutely baseless grounds and so they're grabbing at every read they can as they slide down the bank of relevancy. Dana Lash repeating or kind of summarizing what we heard yesterday from our friend and our constitutional attorney, Emily Zanotti, who said there was no crime here, so it can't be a criminal investigation and you cannot obstruct something 
that's an intelligence investigation, not a criminal investigation. Uh, but Dana continued and brought up the term witch hunt. And that's what's happening here. There, it is a witch hunt, and it has always been a witch hunt. All anyone has ever been asking for, Bill, is if you have evidence for all this weeping and gnashing of the teeth, then by all means, please produce the evidence. But so far, it's been one allegation after the other, and they continue to move the goalposts when they can't bring anything to substantiate their earlier claims. Well, that is uh, Dana Lash with Bill Hammer. So maybe it was after the president tweeted witch hunt. But she said witch hunt. He had witch hunt in his tweet. And then over on CNN, we had uh, a continuing discussion of this topic. And we had the phrase witch hunt appear there as well when Representative and Democrat Ted Lieu was talking with Rick Berman. Congressman, as a member of the Judiciary Committee, the president basically saying you are now part of a witch hunt. Your response? My response is it may be this is the greatest political witch hunt in history, or it may be the greatest political crime in history. And that's why I'm so pleased that a special counsel has been investigated to see, in fact, what has happened. Well, interesting, first of all, and I'm going to let Berman follow up on that, but interesting that Lou might actually say admit that there is the possibility yes there is the possibility that this is a witch hunt he said it's not only a witch hunt it could not only be a witch hunt it could be the greatest political crime in history and berman who i i saluted last week because he actually appeared to have a little outbreak of journalism over at cnn when he brought up some some pretty good points and counterpoints with people but he continues grilling Ted Lieu on this subject of, is it a witch hunt? If his tweet was hyperbolic, then the statement you just made was equally hyperbolic. Greatest political crime in American history. That's a high bar, sir, considering, of course, Watergate. So I give Berman credit for following up with Ted Lieu because Lou came out and said this could be the greatest political crime in history. And how does he justify that? How does this Democrat justify calling an intelligence investigation the greatest political crime in the history of the country? Well, he takes it to a uh, another hyperbolic extreme. If there was collusion with the Russians, that is far beyond what happened with Watergate. Collusion with the Russians, in fact, would be the greatest political crime in history that then resulted in the election of a president. Not to sound like Hillary Clinton's defenders during the investigations into her emails, but how many times are we going to see the Senate and the House look into this and have yet to turn up a shred of evidence? Not one shred of evidence. So, uh, you know what? It does kind of feel a little witch hunty, if I'm allowed to use the term that way. But just so you know, the phrase that pays today is witch hunt. Witch hunt. And uh, Dana Lash used it. The president used it. Ted Lieu used it. I'm sure we'll hear it a, a bazillion times more. Much to cover today. Much to cover. Billy Hallowell is going to join us at the top of the next hour. There's strange news later in the show. Uh, Billy Bush has surfaced again, and it's kind of sad. Maxine Waters. Oh, yeah. Maxine Waters is back. So there's a, a couple different topics we have to get to. And, uh, oh, yeah, General Flynn has had his attorneys deliver a message to the Senate subcommittee 
and and uh, the committee that's supposed to be investigating him uh, about the subpoenas. Yeah, he's not intending on complying. And we need to find out what happens next now that he's saying no, thank you. Uh, so um, let me get everything lined up here. I thought I had I thought I had a guest here. I don't. So I have an open topic I can address and I'll share it with you next. I'm Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I was getting a message as we were wrapping up the last segment. If I sounded distracted, it's only because as we monitor the world and the news here, a car plowed into people in Times Square. So send out some good thoughts and prayers to those folks. It Times Square on a hot day is like a giant street fair, especially around noontime. 13 patients being treated for injuries, a a mass of uh, EMTs, ambulances, and police in the the, uh, scene. And uh, it looks like this area, which is pretty much closed off. It's it's a mall. It's a mall area. And you know what? I think Doc Thompson is monitoring this and he's in the newsroom in Dallas. And maybe if, if Doc is in the studio and wants to jump on, just let me know. Cause I would, uh, I'd love to get an update. I was busy trying to pull up some stuff, uh, from, from a couple other sources, but it, it looks as though, and some of you out there, Paul, thank you. Paul is one of our listeners who okay, is the hello, there we are, monitoring. Here. During the show, Doc Thompson, you're you're monitoring what's going yeah, on we in just, New York. Uh, have- yeah, we were no, <clears throat> we were just watching um, the coverage of it out of New York, and uh, yeah, it looks pretty wild. It looks uh, like a couple of people are injured. We don't have any report yet um, on how many injured or if any were killed so far. It just look, like a couple. The car was driving the wrong way before it hit the pedestrians in Times Square. The thing is, Mike, uh, you were mentioning that this area is blocked off, so. I don't know if they went through a barricade, uh, um, you know, one of the blocked off a barricade or if it was one of the areas that run along there where the cars can still drive. But it's kind of up on its side, up on uh, some of the barricades there. Well, CNN was reporting just seconds ago that 13 people were being treated for injuries. That comes from the FDNY. Uh, This is an area where there is a regular police presence. Those of us who lived and worked in the area know it well. And you certainly have. Uh, every news organization within blocks mm-hmm. uh, of, of this section of New York, but this is right by the 
the ticks, ticks, ticks booth. If you've ever been in New York and gotten discount tickets, uh, this is this is just, um, of course, my mind immediately says, uh, please don't let it be somebody yelling Allahu Akbar. Please just let it be a well. This uh, is something's yeah, kind ahead. of would indicate that it could be somebody like that, or it could just be an accident. We're kind of it, it does look like it was in the pedestrian mall area or it made it into there somehow. The fact that it's a car versus a truck would lean against terrorism. I mean, you know, most of the time terrorists are going to be more um, calculated. They're going to try to make this bigger. You're going to get a truck. It's, you know, you're going to try to injure as many people as possible. Not, it doesn't have to be that. I'm just saying it would probably lean that way normally. Um, If this is terrorism, the fact that it's a car didn't do as much damage as, you know, some of the other cases where people have done this in other countries like France. Maybe it was uh, just kind of a, a loner, wannabe terrorist, less connected. Well, the the terrorism in in if we go back to London, I've got about thirty seconds left here before a hard break. In London, was a guy in a car, as you mentioned. Most of the others were trucks. Mm-hmm. The lack of presence of the NYPD terror squad leads me to believe this is Agreed. more or less a traffic accident, and so we don't see the black uniform Hercules squad on the scene yet. We will be looking and watching. Doc, if you hear anything, will you jump back in and absolutely, let us know? Absolutely, absolutely. And um, if not terrorism today, Mike, it's only a matter of time. I, I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. We'll be back after a break. This is Pure Pelk on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. We are monitoring a fluid situation. Does not appear to be terror related, but it's nonetheless terrible. One dead currently after a car hit pedestrians in Times Square in New York City. It looks like it's at the corner of 45th and Broadway. If you're familiar with that part of Manhattan, Midtown Manhattan, it is a pedestrian mall. And on a day like today, it would be filled with tourists. It would be filled with uh, locals who might be having lunch. But at this very moment, it is blocked off. It is some sort of an accident slash crime scene. 13 current injuries. Sometimes we hear numbers as high as 30. But uh, it's, it's a place, if you're in New York, to stay away from right now. It's, it's predominantly a touristy area. This is the section of New York City, the crossroads of the world, if you will, where you see all the Disney characters going up and harassing everybody. It's right there where where the ball drops on on New Year's Eve. So I don't see any of the New York City terror squad on the scene. The only thing I see is the FDNY, some cops and a bunch of ambulances and EMTs. If there was even an inkling that this was terror, you would not see people as close as you see them right now. And they'd also probably be evacuating buildings or checking the car, which looks to be a BMW 3 Series up on its side with one of the 
one of the posts that blocks people from turning onto the pedestrian mall. It's kind of pinned up on one of these posts. And uh, were this a terror situation, you can bet your butt that that car would be surrounded and they would be sending in the robots to sniff it just to make sure there was not an explosive. So it just, it appears to be a horrible tragedy. It appears to be a terrible, terrible accident. Um, nonetheless, 13 people hurt. Unfortunately, one person has also been killed in this. Again, accident, New York City, Times Square. If you've ever been to New York City, if you've ever been to Times Square, you know exactly where this is. If you've watched New Year's Eve on on TV from New York City, this is just where they where they set up and every there's a bazillion people there. So terrible, terrible news. And we'll keep you updated if we can. There there are other things going on in the world as well. We have to deal with um Something that I guess we should call liberal schadenfreude. Yeah, I think that's the appropriate term. Those of you who have been longtime listeners of this program, you understand what schadenfreude is. Schadenfreude is the German word for the pleasure that other people get at the misfortune of others. It's the pleasure people get at the misfortune of others. And you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. As the announcement broke last night that the deputy attorney general had 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 uh, deputized, I guess is the word, or or given the power to Robert Mueller to take over the investigation and make it an independent investigation, a special counsel. There was an outbreak of a liberal schadenfreude. People who were doing handsprings and could not control themselves. And one of those people, one of those people was Lawrence O'Donnell over at MSNBC. Lawrence O'Donnell follows Rachel Maddow. And Maddow was ebullient as well because this was what they wanted. They want a, an independent investigation, independent counsel looking into the connection between, alleged connection between Donald Trump and Russia, despite the fact that after months of looking into it, nothing, nothing substantive has been found and zero connections between Trump and the Russians. Now, did Flynn do something? We don't know. There certainly is a little bit more smoke around Michael Flynn than anybody else. And his telling the Senate that they that his lawyers had advised him not to comply with their subpoena. That's probably not helping in the court of public opinion either. But last night, Lawrence O'Donnell took to his show right after Rachel Maddow, and he was, I've never seen Lawrence O'Donnell smile this much. Lawrence O'Donnell almost never smiles. Everything is serious. Everything makes him angry. He is a frowny face freak on MSNBC. And last night, Lawrence O'Donnell did everything but the happy dance. He had everything going on but the happy dance. And he was talking about... He gave a, a list of, of other special prosecutors that were appointed and how long it took into the terms of the presidents. For example, it was five years into Richard Nixon's presidency that they appointed a special prosecutor. It was three years into Ronald Reagan's they appointed a special prosecutor. Bill Clinton, I think, was a little shorter as well. Maybe it was four or five years into Clinton. And um, 
George Bush got a special prosecutor. Interesting, Barack Obama never got a special prosecutor, despite all the stuff that we knew, all the sketchy, nefarious, probably illegal stuff we knew was going on. No special counsel ever appointed during the Obama era. And then here we are, 118 days into Donald Trump's presidency, and boom, a special prosecutor. Well, as I was saying, Lawrence O'Donnell could hardly contain himself. And see, Donald Trump got his special prosecutor 118 days into his presidency. And last night, Republican Senator John McCain said that the controversies surrounding President Trump are, quote, reaching the point where it's of Watergate size and scale. And if that's true, if what Senator McCain said about Watergate and the Trump presidency is true, if that proves to be true, then Donald Trump might only have 14 months left in his presidency. That's how long it took a special prosecutor to get rid of President Nixon. Now, see, that's the end goal for these guys. They are trying to, at, at all costs, get rid of Donald Trump. That's the end game. In the middle of this, though, along the way, they're trying to make sure zero of the Republican agenda is handled. Zero when I, we talk about things like tax reform when we talk about things like repealing and replacing Obamacare, if there are endless ongoing investigations, guess what can't happen? No other actual work being done in the House or the Senate. We talked about this when Senator Chris Coons, a Democrat, was on this show last Friday. And I said to Senator Coons, you know, you guys were sent to D.C. to do a job and doing these investigations, holding these committee hearings, that's not your job. Despite what they may think, that's not the legislative branch's job. So the, the Senate and the House gave themselves all that power. But the 14-month timeline that, that was just talked about by, uh, by Lawrence O'Donnell, that is the time it took from the hiring of the special counsel, the appointment of the special counsel, in the Watergate investigation to the point when Richard Nixon resigned. So that's the bar by which they're measuring this. But in the meantime, nothing, nothing of the Trump campaign promises will be allowed to go forward because Congress is too busy playing amateur investigators. And no insults to you guys, but this isn't what you do. And now guess what? Everybody that's happy about the independent counsel, the special counselor who's been appointed, um, it's going to take time. Nothing is going to happen quickly. Nothing. Why? Because they do have to set up offices. And I know what you're saying. Why don't they just call Regis and get some temporary offices? You can't do that. It's not that simple. You're dealing with confidential, classified information you have to have an office space that will support that kind of security. And when you hire people, the clerks you hire also have to pass a security check. So you have to get space. It has to be secured. You have to get employees. They have to get background checks. So we're, not, we're talking about months before anything substantive can come out of this. So that means the tax cut that, that I was planning on not happening. The tax cut you were planning on, not happening. None of that is going to happen because 
We are frozen. The Democrats are doing handsprings because what they have done now with this, with this achievement of, of Robert Mueller being appointed is effectively frozen the Republicans in place. And they're not going to be able to, to do anything. Legislatively, I'm, I'm feeling it for, for almost the remainder of this year, unless a miracle happens, which I don't think it will. Just an opinion. Um, stepping away, when we get back, I do have more proof of the, of the liberal schadenfreude, of the democratic schadenfreude. Also, a special programming alert. President Trump is reportedly having a press conference this afternoon at 345 Eastern. So when the liberty-loving Latino is here, you'll probably be able to grab it live. I don't know what the president's going to speak about, what he's going to address. I assume it's going to have something to do with his upcoming world tour. And you know he will stray from the script and give us a couple of thoughts on the witch hunt as well. So we will keep an eye on that. Again, the update from New York, apparently one dead, 13 injured. No current belief that this is terror. Just a horrible tragedy in Times Square with a car that struck pedestrians. Mike Opelka on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. You know, you tend to get a little bit uh, introspective when you see moments like today when we have a pedestrian killed randomly on the streets of New York. And there are even reports that the driver might have been intoxicated and ran up on the sidewalk and then kills a total stranger and injures dozens more and you wonder about the randomness and of the beginning and ending of life and you you just start thinking and then you realize that Roger Ailes death at 77 was a surprise and you realize that Chris Cornell the lead singer of Soundgarden and Audio Slave who at 52 years old appears reportedly to have taken his own life and you think about life and I I don't ever think it's a bad idea to spend a little time looking inward, to spend a little time either in prayer or just reflecting on, on what your life is about and maybe what you could do to make it a little bit better, not just for yourself, but for others. And many times doing for others makes life better for yourself. Just one of those little sidebars here. What would you... What would you do to make life better? Is it, is it happiness? Is it money? Is it comfort? Is it peace? Is it health? What is it? Think about it. I go back to some of the wisdom of the people who raised me, whether it's parents or grandparents, and I was lucky enough to have two parents at home all my life. And I was lucky to have two sets of grandparents involved in my life 
from a very early age to almost college. And I remember the things they said, both the grand, grand parental wisdom and the parental wisdom. And one of the things my grandfather on my mom's side used to say was, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. And it just stuck with me. And he's right. And that is the, the realization, I guess, that you don't want to have to deal with the rough stuff in order to get the reward. You don't want to put in the time. Whatever it is now, people say you have to do the 10,000 hours. Well, you have to do the 10,000 hours in life, too. And maybe it's 10,000 hours every year. But it is about getting the work done to achieve the results that you desire, whether it's heaven or success. And sometimes heaven is success, and sometimes success is heaven. See what I did there? We just got a little heavy at the end of the, end of the first hour today. Thank God it wasn't terrorism. It's a horrible result for the people who were affected by today's car wreck, especially the family of the person who was killed in New York City in Times Square at the car crash at the corner of 45th and Broadway. But again, no terrorism has been reported. We have much more to talk about. Billy Hallowell is slated to join us at the top of the next hour. What are we talking about? Billy and I both caught a story about a famous Hollywood actor who was battling cancer and has credited love and prayer for his recovery and his cure. Kind of, kind of, it all melds together, doesn't it? It all comes together in one big goulash here on Pure Opelka. So our, our buddy, uh, Billy Hallowell from Faithwire, just around the corner, and I do have to get to the vital question. I do have to remind you uh, that uh, Bill O'Reilly joins Glenn Beck tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, second hour of the Glenn Beck program, wherever you are. And I guess this is going to be an every Friday thing, which is kind of cool. Bill O'Reilly, Glenn Beck, second hour of Glenn's show tomorrow. That's 10 o'clock Eastern if you're doing the math. And we'll be right back after the break. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.